Broadcasting live from the greatest city in the world. Austin, Texas, baby. It's Bucky and Aaron. You guys want to play some twos? You know what? Actually, we're kind of in the middle of a conversation. B and E. What's B and E? Bucky Godbolt, Aaron Hogan on the Horn 1049 AM 1260 and hornfm.com with the Longhorns play and Austin Talks Sports. Oh, man, good one. It says Dana Holgerson could be in the portal soon, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, a lot of thought that Dana Holgerson is in the um, bit of a hot seat situation in Houston with that news of Alton McCaskill. He uh, he was supposed to have the Cougars ready to move into the Big 12 when they are able to make the move, and that could be a rough go for them in year one. We'll see. Dana Holgerson left Get West Colorado in the Big 12. Well, remember when Dana Holgerson left West Virginia to come to Houston, which left the Power Five to the non-Power Five, it was because Tillman Fertitta, the big big money donor down there, owner of the Houston Rockets, who gives a lot of money to that school, he he wanted, he's friends with Dana, and he wanted Dana to come in and, and get them poised to, to move up. And uh, now they're moving up, and it <laughs> doesn't feel like they're ready. Uh, but, you know, he's got his – they'll probably give him a little bit of a leash here uh, into the Big 12. But you know what, if Dana Holgerson isn't – the guy, that's a that's a job that's in demand, wouldn't it be? Gosh, that's Houston. I would think so. Now into the Power Five, great city to recruit in, an area to recruit in. And uh, we see it with basketball with uh, Kelvin Sampson. I mean, there's a lot of talent not far from that campus, and uh, the state of Texas is full of it. Have we heard anything, or will we still, they're going to wait till after the draft on Saquon Barkley? Obviously, till after the draft, since it's just Thursday tomorrow. So, what about Barkley and his and his deal with the, with the Giants? Are they just going to. What are they going to do? Just keep him where he is? They got. They're going to end up paying him. He's going to get a nice salary. Uh, yeah, he'll, it's going to be a negotiation. I mean, he's going to play hardball. It's, it's, you know, he's going to look at uh, a bunch of carries last year. And they, they got the Daniel Jones. Remember that came down to the deadline, right? Like hour within an hour, they had to. They could only franchise one player. They're trying to get Daniel Jones, their quarterback, locked up because they couldn't franchise both of them, obviously, and. One of them would have hit the market if you put the tag on one or the other and would have been free agents, and that's what they wanted. But they tagged Saquon because they got the deal done with Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. And so they'd like to keep both of them. Nothing new. I mean, again, teams are focused on the draft right now. They'll get back to all the other stuff on their roster after this weekend. But uh, everything drilling down on what's going to happen starting tomorrow night uh, with the NFL draft. Uh, all right, Buck, can we dive into the headlines, trending topic topics to uh, start? Your busy, your busy Wednesday. UBO Business Services brings it to you. Heard it in the Craig Way Report last hour. Longhorn Baseball, easy winner last night at the Dish, 18-3. to They beat Texas Southern. It was a game included an hour rain delay, then shortened by the Mercy Rule. Longhorns now off to Fort Worth this weekend. Big three-game series with the Horn Frogs, TCU. Both teams looking to get up off the deck after being swept last weekend at home. Longhorns by Oklahoma. TCU was swept by West Virginia. Longhorn sitting at 8-7 in conference play. Texas uh, softball team on the rise. They've now up, they're now a top-five team in the country in all three national softball polls after their sweep of Oklahoma State last weekend. Also, congratulations to Texas pitcher Mac Morgan and freshman catcher Reese Atwood. Both were honored by the Big 12 as uh, the league's pitcher of the week, and Atwood named the player of the week after her big clutch late hits in that series. News from Texas football yesterday, an agreement that was negotiated by ESPN and Fox. As part of Texas and Oklahoma's move out of the Big 12 and into the SEC a year early, well, that deal was made official yesterday when Texas announced that their non-conference matchup against, against the University of Michigan in 2024 
It's going to be at Michigan Stadium, not uh, where the original agreement had it, uh, right here in Austin. Swap means that the return game in 2027 and 2027 will be at DKR. Also means over the next three seasons, the Longhorns will travel to Alabama this September, Michigan the following, and then Ohio State in 2025. Uh, also from college football, major development from Houston yesterday. We mentioned a report from Bruce Feldman in The Athletic that uh, Cougars running back Alton McCaskill, the 2021 ACC AAC Rookie of the Year, is planning to enter the portal. Missed last season with a knee injury. Didn't take contact in the spring, but was expected to be a, key, a centerpiece of the Houston offense this season. Feldman says Colorado expected to be in the mix to land him. NBA playoffs last night, two more teams advancing into round two. That would be Phoenix. The Suns closed out the Clippers, behind 70 combined points from Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Denver Nuggets also closed out Minnesota four games to one. 35 from Jamal Murray and a triple-double for Nikola Jokic. Atlanta Hawks, meanwhile, staved off elimination in Boston last night thanks to Trey Young. He poured in 38 points, drained a long go-ahead three-pointer from beyond the top of the key with 2.8 seconds to go to help a late comeback. Hawks win at 119-117. Major League Baseball last night, break up Luis Garcia and the Astros. Houston right-hander scattered three hits over six dominant innings. Houston off, Houston's offense pushed across five in the fifth. They end Tampa's 14-game season-opening win streak in that building. 5 nothing final. Rangers bullpen, officially a problem. They blew a late lead in Cincinnati on Monday night. And then last night, Texas relievers couldn't close out a 6-1 to lead with six outs to play. Reds rallied for six in the eighth and steal it 7-6. In Round Rock, the Express opened their homestand with a 4-3 win over Albuquerque. And Stanley Cup playoffs in the NHL. Dallas Stars took that all-important Game 5 of a best-of-seven series that was stunted at two apiece. They win it emphatically 4-0. They shut out the Minnesota Wild. This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. Somebody's, uh, a lot of folks coming in. They're getting geeked up for this draft. We've talked about it so much, and now the draft is a little over 24 hours away. It says, looky, it's simple. Take Bijan at number two. Take the quarterback from Florida at number 12. End of story. Well, you know, that would be, I'd be, well, would I love that? Yeah, I think I would. Bijan at two. With the Texans? Bijan at two. Would you immediately buy into that? I'd, I'd be, I'd be excited. That's never going to happen, but. Well, it could could go the no, opposite if they don't way. Have, if, they no, don't, if they don't grab the quarterback they want, they're going to go defense. They, they, they could go quarterback at two, Bijan at 12. I don't see why they do that after they drafted Damian Pierce in last year's draft, and he looked promising as Promising, a but he's not Bijan. Well, look, Anthony Richardson is the one of the wild cards of this draft because he's such a talented player. And, you know, the one thing that I've read in the lead-up to tomorrow night is that Anthony Richardson is – He's kind of won the room when it when it's time for these interviews. He understands he's got to work on his accuracy. He understands he can say all the right things. Yeah, he knows. He, well, I mean, because he's going to have to go to work. He's going to sure. have to go to the Jalen Hurts school of of accuracy and uh, be an alpha worker and figure it out. But if he does, because Jalen Hurts was doubted for his accuracy and you know coming out and he's he's worked two hundred fifty five million dollars later. Yeah, and then the. Uh, you know, the Josh Allen story, right? Josh Allen came out of Wyoming as a 57% career passer, and that was his knock. He's got the howitzer arm. He's a big guy. He's very athletic, smart, all the things you want. But, man, he, he, just, he just isn't real accurate, and can you fix that? And for a long time, there was a, a thought that, no, if you're not accurate, you're not accurate. Well, you know, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen have kind of shown that, no, you can work at it, and you can become a more accurate passer. Uh, with footwork and, um, you know, coaching. Yeah, sure, it becomes your full-time job. And, you know, but then, look, there are some guys that aren't willing to work at it, right? They're going to get in the league and they, they're going to think that the natural athleticism that has gotten to them where they are is just going to carry over. Well, it's not in the NFL. You have to continue to get better. But if Anthony Richardson 
is willing to go to work and, and because you can't build a, a more compelling package at the quarterback position. He's big. He's fast. I mean, he's, he's yeah, how far down the line do you see him going? I mean, about that area, 12, 15. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I think you'll have four in the top 15 and Anthony Richardson will be a part of this because he's just such a compelling prospect. It's, you know, if you can get him close to the accuracy of Jalen Hurts, he's a better athlete than Jalen Hurts. You can run a similar offense to what they're doing in Philadelphia, uh, implement that, and uh, you become. I mean, Justin Fields is a good example as well, uh, playing in Chicago. They're going to implement a lot of that same type of offense with the Bears moving forward. And what was Justin Fields' knock? He, you know, more of a runner than a thrower. Well, now Chicago is taking the chance. And where do they get him? Right down there around the what, tenth, eleventh, twelfth pick for the Bears. And uh, they were happy to see him slide there. Anthony Richardson is in that conversation. So, yeah, I mean, look, if Houston went Bijan and, and Anthony Richardson, I know this. Houston would be excited about it. The, the, ta- the town yes. would, the city, the fans, because you'd have you know, t- two young, ta- young talents to build around. Uh, but I don't anticipate that happening. I think they'll go defense. But we'll see. That's the wild card of this draft. It's just there's so much uncertainty. Not a lot known. Who's going where? Well, I know this. I don't think Carolina's coming off of their guy. Bryce Young, I don't think that's happening. No matter what's no matter what's well, going a, on out there. Well, when when uh, when Ty's hanging out on Reddit talking about did we actually land on the moon? There was also a Reddit. This was pretty bizarre yesterday that a, a Reddit post, Reddit.com, that uh, went went viral, I guess as they say, that Will Levis was telling people that he was told he's going to be picked number one by the Carolina Panthers became a Reddit thread, right? And as Ty said, every conspiracy theory in the world can be discussed on Reddit if you want to. And so that went around. And, and But how about this? It impacted the gambling odds. Yesterday morning when we were doing our show, Will Levis was plus 2,400 to be the number one pick to the Carolina Panthers. By the time we went to bed last night, he was plus 400. That's how much it moved. Um, so there are some buying in that – because the other part of that is that Carolina's head coach, Frank Reich, had a press conference in which that they know who they're taking, he said. We, we, have, mm. we have a consensus. We had a meeting on Monday, and we have all come to the same conclusion – and uh, we're, we know who we're taking. So most everyone assumes that's Bryce Young. Then the Reddit post drops, and, well, did they tell Will Levis that you're going to be our guy? Uh, I think if Carolina knew that, I don't think they would tell him. But no. Either way. But it's, it's uh, likely to be Bryce Young, and then the uncertainty begins after that. And then so the Texans luck. would bypass Bryce Young and move right along. And that would be just like them to well, do that. Well, no. If, the Tex- if, if they took Will Levis, the Texans, as I said earlier, would, would shout out the pick. They would run. They don't the hit the little phones anymore. Yeah. yeah, which is why it's so ridiculous that Houston coughed up the ability to have that for number one pick, and um, you know whatever that we know that that was bad organizational management and uh, may cost you a great player down the road or in, in the big picture thing of thing big picture of things. But you know if Levis is the pick, it'll shock everybody except for the Reddit crowd, and then the the Texans would immediately take Bryce Young, and then the thing would slot a little bit, but. That is not the expectation tomorrow night. Hey, come join us out at our Pluckers locations. We're going to be fanned out all over Central Texas. Ty, you're going to be at Research with Chad. Um, yeah, my first time. It's a good time. Make sure you get good general managers because everybody there that's sitting watching the draft can sign up to be a guest GM and make picks. And every time a pick is on the board, if the general manager gets it right, then immediately a special goes on the menu. Until the next pick, correct? Until the next pick, yeah. So they'll like fried macaroni and cheese is half price during this pick or, you know, Bud Lights are, are half off during the, the this time, or get the what do they do? They do like shots too, Buck. They'll do like, uh, you know, half price. What are the shots everybody takes these days, Ty? Jaegermeister? No, that was right, back in my day. Shots. 
Still tequila is always Tequila, fireballs, easy. Fireball, that's fireball what I was thinking shots. about. Fireball shots will be it's cheap. Round of fireball. But we're looking forward to it. I will be at the uh, Oak Hill location tomorrow night uh, out there near Neck of the Woods, Buck. Looking forward to right that. It's road. always a cool location, always cool people. and uh, That's a big one, too. It's just it's a cool spot, and uh, it's always a fun night. Gosh, you know, it's funny. I remember we started these at the Pluckers location uh, on research where you're going to be, Ty, when it was half the size that it is now because they've really take, almost taken over that whole complex there on the research location. But that's really where it started. And we started with the let's let's do this where we have guest general managers, and they only were doing it in that one store, uh, that one Pluckers, and they only they may have only had a couple of Pluckers at that point. But they've grown this thing, and now they do it at all their Pluckers, and it's really fun. It's a... It's a big competition. Somebody said green tea shots are popular now. Yes. What's, what's green tea? Is that is for health purposes? Well, it's like, that, no, it's, it has no green tea in it. I think it's like whiskey or bourbon and a bunch of other jazz that makes it taste like a green tea. I see. Ooh, it's just a concoction. It's Jameson, I think. Jameson. Maybe, maybe. someone will have to remind yummy. me on the text line. Yummy, yummy, yummy. All right. Well, there we go. Let's uh, dive into your coach's corner at 7.15 each morning. It's always brought to you by our great friend Tom McKay and his team at Audiovisual Consultations. You know, they do all the TVs at all the pluckers. Yes, they do. So when you see all wall those great wall. televisions and wall-to-wall and all the uh, the clear screens and all that's going on, those are audiovisual consultations. They can certainly do your entertainment room. It's uh, avconsultations.com. Audiovisual Consultations and Tom McKay, the really smart guys who never make you feel stupid. Hey, this says, uh, E, just saw the highlight reel on Anthony Richardson. His receivers dropped a lot of balls, which may make his accuracy numbers high. Well, look, I mean, that's the thing with Anthony Richardson. There, there's some people who have argued, man, he could be the number one pick. He's the most talented player at the most talented position or the most important position in the in the sport because we really haven't seen a package like Anthony Richardson enter the league. He's just, but he runs like, the fastest running back, he jumps like the the most athletic receiver, but he's big. Like he's built like a defensive end. I mean, he's two hundred and fifty pounds, uh, and he's six four, and he runs four three. And, and you're hoping he's ready for the league and a year into the league. Yeah, he's watching. a project, but he's yeah. but it's not like taking Malik Willis from Liberty. That's a different animal. This right. this dude is a. I mean, there were times when you were watching him into Florida this year, where you're thinking that's a that's Vince Young. I mean, that's Vince Young running around out there. I mean, he's too big for the secondary, runs her over people. He's too fast. Uh, I mean, you, you, the highlight reel on him is really in, incredible. Uh, but, yes, then there's the erratic throws. And then there's the, the game against, what was the game where he he was like 9 for 27 throwing the football and uh, just couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Yeah, there were some drops in there, but some of those drops come because he it's a six-yard pass and he throws it 100 miles an hour, right? So it's like. Well, can he learn to play the quarterback position uh, is going to be the question for Anthony Richards. But nobody doubts. Like, I mean, you can't do this, but if you could combine Bryce Young's intellect and brain and everything he does and processing with Anthony Richards, you'd have the greatest quarterback of all time. It'd be like the robo-quarterback. Um, but you, you can't do that. Well, yeah, well, maybe he'll learn the position, the, the NFL position, and get away in college with some of that stuff because you're one of the best athletes on the field. You'll still be one of the best athletes on the field when he gets to the NFL. Yeah, he's just a great athlete. Well, I mean, look, I mean, by by measure, because they do all the the measuring measurables and everything at the combine. He's the most athletic quarterback ever to enter the draft. No one's ever had this much. I mean, there's never been a quarterback with this skill set. Well, yeah, then it's worth it to take that chance. But he's if, not going to play for you next year, right? But if he says I'm willing to work at it and means it, and you believe him that he's willing to get better at playing the position of quarterback, 
Uh, because that's the one thing I keep reading about Anthony Richardson that he he understands that. Like he's not he's not got this ego that no, I already got well, yeah, it all figured well, I'll, out. I'll, I'll think that a young guy that went to college and that's what he's groomed to do is to play that quarterback position or be an athlete will work at his craft once he becomes a professional. Unless he went to school at Florida to become Doctor Richardson. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, I don't but, know if that's what we've he seen went the Jamarcus Russells. And he of the could world. have. I don't know. We've seen the Jamarcus Russells of the world and uh, the, those types who come in. You know, Ryan Leaf. You know, they come in with the big arm, the big body, and they just they didn't have the athleticism though that he has. Yeah, but that, but I mean, Jamarcus Russell, if he had loved football and would have worked at it, could have been a good, really good quarterback. Yeah. But he didn't. He he chose to, you know, just rest on the big arm. And but because that's right, because there are some guys who come in the league and they get complacent with it. They feel like they've made it, and now, and they've made it where they are because of just raw talent, right? They're just better than everybody in high school. They were better than everybody in college, and now you're playing with pros. Are you willing to put in the work to get better? Jalen Hurts has done it. Will uh, Josh Allen has done it. If Anthony Richardson is willing to and loves the game of football mm-hmm. and becomes an alpha worker, he can be a really scary piece. And there'll be teams down the road saying, man, why don't we draft that guy? That was dumb. <laughs> He's really good because no one has the total package. Now, here's an interesting um, uh, p- piece of information. And you've said this a bunch, so credit to you, that uh, – now that we're on the, the precipice of the draft, here's a, something I read from uh, NFL Rookie Watch on Twitter. Multiple NFL scouts and coaches reportedly believe Caleb Williams is miles ahead of any of the quarterbacks in this year's draft. Yes. Many scouts believe Williams is the closest a prospect has been to Patrick Mahomes since Mahomes was drafted. Many coaches and evaluators believe Caleb Williams from USC um, would easily be the first pick in this year's draft. If he were in the draft, yeah, oh, for sure, which I don't disagree with, and that's, but again, you can't play for next year. You're the Houston Texans. No, you can't do that to you your fan base. Finish it off right no. this year. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't take a chance that you'll do that next year. And plus, you can't do that to your fans. I mean, the, the people that buy the tickets eventually. No, I, why not? No, why, you no, can, you can't keep doing that. Wh- They're the ones who pay for the. T- they pay these tickets. To go to these games, they don't want to keep going in there, sitting in there, knowing what they already almost know what the outcome is. E when they go to sit in the first quarter, well, I know what the end of the score is going to be at the end of the game. What the score is going to be, so why am I sitting here for three hours watching well, this? I guarantee you, if you asked any ten Texans fans if they would take an Owen seventeen year next year oh. if they drafted the next Patrick Mahomes, they would they would take it every, every time. Oh, but they're going to guarantees be, that that's you. I, you can, there you are no guarantees. guarantees. The Texans had the guaranteed first pick this year, and they yeah, couldn't finish right. the they, deal. Lovey yeah. Smith screwed it up. So, it's, it, but if it's if you're getting the next Patrick Mahomes, it's worth sucking for one more year. I would agree with you, and I think there'll be teams that do that this year. Yes, uh, I don't think it'll be Houston, unfortunately. But I think the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, we're watching. We're watching the, NBA teams do it for uh, a, a ten ball years. drop. Well, now, well, that's why because it's such an important piece in the NBA uh, that it's a you know fifteen year pick if it's Tim Duncan. And by the way, happy right. birthday to Tim Duncan yesterday, uh, or LeBron James. But at the same time, that's why they instituted the lottery system in the NBA. So you couldn't tank for it. You had to, you know, the the, the bottom three have the same percentage right. chance to get that pick. Uh, you Look, the NFL could be a – because I think you're going to see teams tank, because I agree about Caleb Williams. And now his quarterback coach is Cliff Kingsbury, right? Cliff Kingsbury's with them every day, further developing the player. But here's the thing, because people say, well, remember Houston has a bunch of draft ammo again next year. Whoever gets the number one pick next year is not coming off that pick. I mean, they'll, they'll never trade it, right? There's no way. You have to earn it. you got to get to – you may have to go 0-17. I like him. There's something about him that character-wise, I don't know what it is. I don't know if that's ability that when things don't go right, he starts limping. Is it the or, fingernails? 
well, paint I, his fingernails? Well, no. I mean, that's just the some FU, imma- whatever. immaturity stuff that he'll eventually, once he gets popped in the mouth in the NFL, all that stuff will start to go away as the quarterback because you're the guy about to take the shots from the guys on the other side. It's just there's something about him that, you know, as he goes on, when things aren't going really, really well, and most of the times they go well for him, there comes up some finger injury or some, you know, some limp. Something happens to him that makes it seem like he's, you know, fighting through something. Like in the Tulane game, where as soon as Tulane Tulane started coming back a little bit. It's just weird. I mean, that's just probably me. But there's something about him that I just see a little Kyler Murray to him. No, I, no. I don't see that. I see no, I, I see an absolute competitor. I, you may have been there too, Ty. But I was at the Cotton Bowl when Texas was beating the daylights out of Oklahoma. Uh, they benched Spencer Rattler, and this kid came in and electrified that team, and they came all the way back and beat Texas. That guy, as a freshman, in his first time in a game as a college player of that certainly of that magnitude. He took off on a fourth down play and ran for a 60-yard touchdown. Oh, yeah. Completely changed that game. They went on to win that game, and he went on to be— Oh, he's got every tool. And then last year he follows it up with Lincoln Riley at USC with a Heisman Trophy. And he's got to be the favorite for the Heisman this year. Right? I don't know. Maybe I like boring quarterbacks. I don't like all the drama. I just don't like the drama. And I think there's some there's a little drama to him. Uh, well, But he is so in talented. In what way? Like, like the, the fact that he followed Lincoln Riley? I mean, he he was smart no, enough to he leave. Has that, he's that, you got he, the ability. He's to a do California that. kid. Right? Yeah, no, yeah, he's got no, the ability. He's, he's East Coast. He's out of DC. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got the ability to do what he wants to. And I mean, if it's if he can do that, yeah, you can do that. Well, he went to play for Lincoln Riley from Washington DC area. He specifically chose the, that because that's he wanted a quarterback to, guru. And then the coach leaves, and like, okay, well, I'll go there. And now I'm in Southern California, and you know, I I, I get that. I, I don't know. I haven't seen. I don't see anything close to Kyler Murray. No. Kyler Murray oh, no. was a diva in high school. Um, he was a diva at Texas A and M. He had baseball no, as leverage of... all the way along too, and he, you know, he had a helicopter dad. Uh, so and parents. I don't, I don't know that that's all true with Caleb Williams. I don't think so. But it is very true that that Patrick Mahomes brings none of that. Right, Patrick Mahomes' dad was a baseball player. Patrick Mahomes, so he's a son of an athlete. But you know, there was never that kind of drama. You know, his dramas with I'll his just say brother. This. I. There will be teams, as you said, tanking for him. And I said he did. Oh, 100%. I, I mean, do you wait another year? I, I just don't know how you I don't know how you do that to the Houston fans. You've tanked through two coaches. I mean, not yeah. just tank for play. I mean, you tank, you tank two guys for a one-year contract. Well, you, you were tanking were this year, and you couldn't finish it off because you wanted Bryce Young. That's why they were tanking. And at the end, they coughed it up, and they fired the coach, and now they're in this spot. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's worth it. Yeah, but Caleb Williams and Drake May, by the way. There are some scouts who believe the North Carolina's quarterback for Mac Brown, Drake May. Mm-hmm. You realize that, that Caleb Williams and Drake May both threw for and ran for more yards than any of the quarterbacks who are going to be drafted coming up on. Uh, now, Hendon Hooker would have outdone, outpaced them all, but he got hurt. Uh, but yeah, I mean, those two dudes had better numbers last year than any of the quarterbacks in this draft. And a lot of people think both would be picked higher if they were in this draft. So, yeah, and, not that we're already me, looking to next year. Don't forget about Quinn Ewers, too. Well, Quinn yours, if he has a great year at Texas, could yeah, be in I, that conversation. Would I take that chance on Hooker with a bad with the bad knee and not knowing how that all works out? I would take that chance on him late, late or early second round if he's around to take him. If may not be there, a lot of people thinking he's going to be a top twenty, early twenties pick just because of the and talent. only and the only thing for him is is he is he a quarterback project going into the NFL? No, he's a physical project because I still don't know. I, I I don't you know you just don't know about a knee. With a quarterback. You well, don't know these, how he's going to stand days. in the pocket. Well, you don't know. You don't know how guys, when they come back, 
If you don't see them, I say it's about like a ninety-six percent success rate on them coming back and being just about the same, if not better. I mean, yeah, you saw that with Joe Burrow, the running back that's in the portal for Houston. I know he had a tremendous freshman year, and he's coming off a knee. That's different for running backs. So. But if I didn't see him in the spring, I mean, do I, do you just take him and say, okay, come to my school? All right, come on. But you didn't get any contact in the spring. You didn't do. It. And if he's ready to be in the spring and ready to play, you don't see much of him. I'm going to think about that a lot. But it's the quarterback, so if you have to wait a little bit on him, I think you would. Uh, But all right, that's all to be determined tomorrow night. We'll come back. We'll pick up these conversations. There's your coach's corner brought to you by Audiovisual Consultations. Quick timeout. Coming back with you on B and E. It's Bucky and Aaron. A lot of conversations uh, rolling through. I don't know. Like I can't get with the idea the Texans should tank again for Caleb Williams, even though, as my buddy texted me, hey, we had to suffer for six years of the Astros tanking, and it's turned into a dynasty. If you do it right, it's uh, it's a good idea. But uh, you got to do it right, and I don't trust the Texans to do it right. They couldn't this year. But uh, Caleb Williams was a conversation. Several people pointed out that they're with you on the drama side of Caleb Williams, and several people used the ammo that he paints his fingernails. Oh, I don't care about that. I've got a son that paints his fingernails. He's just kind of eclectic that's a, that way. That's a new yeah. thing. That's a, that's a young person thing today. That is not a new thing. No. Well, I, used to wear, I used to do clear pot. You see me in my nails. You're big on your clear. nails, though. Yes, I am. I'm big on hands. Big on hands. You've been a hand model before? He has. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, now you, you're talking. Gosh, we've done the show so <laughs> there long. There you go, Ty. There's so many different that. producers. We, yes, we I was a hand model. Absolutely. In what uh, publication? Uh, my high school yearbook. I was the ring guy. <laughs> I was the ring guy. What, you with your legs crossed? Just no, just my hands. Just your hand, close yes. up? Yes, close up. Class ring. I was, I was a hand model. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. And I've always taken care of my hands. Yes. Hands are important. I don't care about, I didn't do a great job on my feet. I've just started to take care of my feet. Mm-hmm. Now I'm That's seeing good. they're way more important were, than these hands. Were, were you uh, most likely to do something in your yearbook? With those hands? Yeah. Well, I don't know what I was most likely to do. I got the backhanded um, most likely to get famous but die young. Well, I can oh, see no. that after the story you just told. My God, this guy gets in more things that happen to him. He, I know. He's got stories. He's got stories. He's got, that, was, that last one was a great one we'll about tell, his trip tell, to TCU. Yeah, that was an off-air story, so we don't. Yeah. no one knows what you're talking about. Oh. He needs to tell that one. That was good. <laughs> Maybe later. Uh, we will. It's uh, scary. It's, Scary. Hey, I wanted to play this. Deion Sanders, we've talked about uh, yesterday in our Coach's Corner, we were talking about the mass exodus out of Colorado, but is it the players wanting off the ship or Deion wanting the players off the ship so he can bring in new players? Uh, you know, this piece of audio I found yesterday, uh, said I would do some digging on it. Here's Dion making it pretty clear that uh, this is more part of the plan as opposed to people aren't happy with the way he's coaching them and, and you know they want a greener pasture. Here was Deion Sanders yesterday, or actually Saturday after that spring game in which it snowed and had 45,000 people there, and it was on ESPN. The team that we're playing with now is not the team that we're going to play with in Texas the first game. Do I need to say any more? <laughs> It's not going to be that. All right, there's Dion. It's going to be a lot of new faces. Yeah, you're going to be lucky that you have a team to play in Texas the way you're going right now. 
Well, that was after the spring game, and so point of that would be after eighteen left that that next day. Yeah, shouldn't be surprised by the exodus afterwards because I'm assuming now that Dion told him, you know, get going, get on up, uh, you know, we're we're moving on. And and again, last year when they started the season in 2022, they had 84 scholarship players. 64 of those players are now gone or in the portal. Yeah, that's we'll not a challenge. Those are th- that's a threat. If you walk or it's into just a, a promise, it's a hey, we're no, going. No, that's a not. Race. Maybe you're absolutely right. That's not even a threat. That is a promise. The way it's going. Yeah. Well, and then and, and so and this again, this is right after the spring game. So essentially, saying what you just saw, that's not going to be the team we're going to bat with. Come and when he says Texas, their first games in Fort Worth against TCU. So uh, it'll be a whole new group. They're not winning four games next year. We'll see how he loads they, up. They only on. won one. So, so I'm going less than four. So if you do the math, if they've lost 64, they only have 20 players left from last year's roster. He's also brought in some transfer players, including his own son, to play quarterback. We mentioned the Houston kid, Alt McCaskill, who's into the portal. Uh, he could be a guy they target. But yes, I mean, not, I don't expect now, them If they to be, don't fit your mold during the course of the year, do you get rid of them on a Monday or a Tuesday? Or are you just saying to a guy, okay, you need to go. It's Wednesday. Well, you can't tell someone to leave, can you? You can encourage them. You can basically be like, hey. It's like old. This like or... the old old days. Like when I was in high school, when they were doing it in the seventies, where you know where guys could. Well, uh, you need to, you know, that little arm injury of yours. We're going to probably replace you next year. You need to go to another school. Well, look here. Or they were getting rid of guys. They were like, it was like getting rid of you. It wasn't like I think you need to transfer. We're going to transfer you. We're going to help you get going. They don't do that. They generally don't do that 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 much. Well, anymore. here's that why Deion Sanders feels like he can. And, he, and, you know, as somebody, I didn't know this, but people have pointed out that he did the same thing at Jackson State, that people didn't want to. And it's not just about talent. It's about, you know, culture, guys who buy in, guys who are going to do the work it's going to take, according to Dion, at least. And, um, you know, look, Dion, he signed a $30 million deal with Colorado. He sold out season tickets. There, there's a 700% increase in merch sales for Colorado Buffalo's gear. You know, he's going to be the coach. He's got a five-year contract. Sure. So he's looking at it saying, you know what, you know, why prolong the pain? Let's just go. And if they win four games this year, okay. But at the same time, he's bringing in his players. He's bringing in his guys, and he's not going to take three cycles of recruiting to do it. Um, but now he's got to show some a good team. But I expect, like of the 18 guys that entered the portal on Monday, I think he'll replace them with 18 other guys, and are they better players? I mean, is it an ultimate Caskill from Houston? I mean, is it are they because that was going to be maybe the best running one of the better running backs coming into the Big Twelve this year, uh, coming out of Conroe, who was injured a year ago. I mean, he was a twelve hundred yard back as a true freshman for Dana Holgerson. God, I'd love to be playing Colorado for the next two years because I mean, there's there's more to it than just bringing in guys. I mean, there's certain fits that you have to have too once they get there. You know? Sure. Because uh, <laughs> you're probably going to get that same speech to you too when you get there. Well, and, no, and, and he can't do that. Months. He can't keep doing that. Or, you can do that one time, one and done. One yeah, of those you get one, one chance to reboot it. Um, you, you get you, like I said. You can't say on Wednesday there's going to be six of you probably gone here by Thursday. No, you're, look, he told him when he got there. We we talked about the speech when he was introduced to the team, and he talked about how he's got the Louis Vuittons. Right, he's coming here to be here. Uh, a lot of you guys might want to jo- go ahead and jump in that portal. He told him that first meeting. Go ahead and jump in the portal. Uh, one and eleven. Um, you know, he's made that clear. And again, well, you can agree, you can disagree with his sure. tactic and how he's doing it, but it's pretty clear what he's doing. He's clearing the deck, and he's going to bring in a bunch of his guys. And he's Deion Sanders, so it's going to be you know, kids are in the portal wanting to hear from Deion. You know, hope Deion calls. Uh, that would be great. And so, you know, what is it for twenty into the portal after the, the spring game? What are the twenty that replace him look like? Are they better? If they're all better players than what are leaving. 
they might not be a four-win football team. I mean, I don't think they're going to win the Pac-12 and be better than Washington or USC or Utah, but they might not be. But that's yet to be determined because we don't know who those 20, 25 players are. But just like anybody else, it, it takes you more than just – I mean, it doesn't just happen in one sure. year. No. That's very seldom does that happen. It takes you a few years. All right, so we'll follow that. That's a developing story out of college football for sure. Uh, that ultimate McCaskill story could follow into it. Also was interesting, and somebody just texted on this, uh, Caleb Burton entered the transfer portal uh, at Ohio State yesterday. Caleb Burton, um, what, what high school did he finish at, T.Y.? Was that, uh, we went up to Pflugerville, right? Because Caleb Burton was at, uh, Caleb Burton was at Del Valley? Lake and then Travis. he transferred up Lake Travis. to, did he go? No, it was Lake Travis. Was that him? Sure, the wide receiver? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, he's into the portal now Well, at Ohio State. I was expecting that probably was going to happen. Okay. He, he he wasn't in the same mold of Garrett Wilson and some of the guys that they had. Just because he's not as good as the players that they have at Ohio State. Uh, he, he just didn't come off the knee injury as 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 smooth as you thought. It, he needed more time. He wasn't time. Garrett Wilson. No, he, no, no, he was not. <laughs> no, no, no. no, he was not. No, he was a good football player, but he had a better year. He, he was better before that knee injury. It didn't come back the same. The explosion, you know, the explosiveness of the way he played. Okay, Caleb Different. Burton. Yes. That, but that's of local flex interest Yeah, that he is into the portal. And you know, a lot of those guys who jump in the portal in Columbus may want to get back to Texas, so we'll keep an eye on where sure. he lands. Not that he's coming to Austin, but he could land back in the great state. Uh, by the way, the kid Alton McCaskill at Houston ran for 961 yards a freshman, but 16 touchdowns as a true freshman for Dana Holgerson. Uh, he could be flirting with Colorado at this point. Uh, as we said in the headlines, too, it, you know we knew this was coming, but it was made official by the Texas program yesterday that the uh, 2024 matchup with the Michigan Wolverines is going to be in the big house. That was a negotiated deal with Fox and ESPN. Remember when they were trying to get to the finish line of getting Texas and Oklahoma out of the Big 12 in 2024 to be into the SEC when they start their new TV package to be into the SEC when the 12-team playoff rolls out next year uh, for the TV continuity of it. That also rolls in when USC and UCLA join the uh, the Big Ten. Uh, that that needed to line up, and the, foot, the uh, TV partners needed to agree on it. And part of it were a couple of game swaps, and one of them was Fox will now have the Texas-Michigan game, and that game will now be played in the Big House, which means the Longhorns will be making a road trip to Tuscaloosa this year in September. Game two, mm. next year it'll be to the Big House. Where you never won as a coach, Buck. You never won a game in the big no. house as a coach with Bo Schembechler. But it was never an intimidating place. It just it's just not the way it's built. Is the sound just kind of goes up and out. I mean, but Jim Harbaugh. The, the 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 part about Michigan is you know JJ McCarthy, their young quarterback. You, you hope he has a great year because JJ McCarthy could be a part of the draft next year too. By the way, we talk about Drake May and uh, Caleb Caleb Williams, uh, JJ McCarthy. Uh, who, gosh, was he a good player for them? Well, it, it's not the scene that's intimidating anymore. What is intimidating Team. is the guys on the play on the yeah. field. And then the following year, they'll go to Columbus to play the Ohio State Buckeyes. So three straight years with a really tough non-conference game, and they'll be dropping into the SEC. Oh yeah! By the way, they'll be in the SEC. Yes, yes. right. So, uh, and what will be interesting is the Longhorns are going to have the return engagement next year here with Alabama. Is that right? Alabama comes here. No, Alabama came here last year. My fault. Uh, there's a Georgia game coming up down the stretch here where Texas will probably just flip that into a conference game. And then Michigan will be back here then, right? 2027. Yep. 2027, so four or five years from now. Man. Uh, four years from now is when that will happen. But that is a, official now for the Longhorns. So make your plans. If, you want to, if you've never been to Detroit and driven over to Ann Arbor and gone to the big house and seen a game at Michigan, the storied program that it is, it's only the, only be the second time the two programs have ever met. The first time was in the 2004 Rose Bowl 
Dusty Mangum, unbelievable football game. Vince Young led the Longhorns to the victory and then afterwards said, we'll be back. And, of course, prophetic. Yeah, the, the big house is like the Coliseum, E. That's what you feel like. It's so far apart from you. You know what I mean? The way it, the bowl, the way it's shaped, yeah. just goes up and out. Well, Longhorn, UT's never played there. Wow. So if you're a fan of college football, which most of you are, you know, it's just one of those Historic bucket list places is that something? to see a game there. Texas played at Notre Dame a few years ago and several times now, and but have never been there. They've been to Columbus, but um, and I think somebody will tell me, I think the trip to Tuscaloosa this year, it's one of the very few that they've ever made mm-hmm. into Alabama. Um, you know, we knew when Alabama came here last year, in their matchups historically, they were always here. Uh, and I, I'll look that up. I don't... I don't know when the last time the Longhorns have ever played a game at Alabama. Yeah, as a coach, I've coached against Georgia. I've never been to there. I've never been Beautiful to place. Athens. I've never been to, to that Stanford stadium. Stadium's awesome. Now I've been to South Carolina, which I Columbia. What a great place that is to be for a football game. Hey, we'll come back when we do. Uh, load. Uh, we'll load up the blitz next hour. Ty is going to lead us through the hot or not topics here. Ty may have a story for us. I Man, he's got a great story. Also, every morning, I think Ty and our hot or not should bring us what the Reddit conspiracy conversation was the day previous, because uh, it, it feels like yesterday was all about Will Levis, Kentucky quarterback. Yeah, he doesn't go through all of the <laughs> stories that are on Reddit. I, I don't. Well, I'm oh, not. you do? Does he? He does have to work from time to time and have a girlfriend and, and a nap. Kind of and he's got to get his nap and in. A nap. Twenty-six minute nap. We're back, Benny. What's hot? And what's not? What's hot? What's not? Is brought to you by Texas Orthopedics, the largest independent orthopedic practice in Central Texas. Visit us at txortho.com to learn more and to schedule an appointment. Hot not on a gosh foggy, dreary Wednesday morning. The uh, visibility very very low here in West Austin. Normally we can. Uh, See the beautiful skyline of downtown Austin from the uh, the banks of 360, but not, not today. today. Not today at all. Uh, doing some research during the timeout, Buck. The Longhorn, last time the Longhorn football team played in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, against Alabama was 1902. Wow. 1902. Uh, Longhorns won that game back in the day. But every other matchup between the two programs has either been here in Austin or in a bowl game. Uh, so that will be... As we say, when the Longhorns play at Michigan in 2024, that'll be the first Longhorns' first ever trip to the Big House, but the first trip to uh, Alabama since more than, more than 100 years, obviously, 120-plus years. Uh, that is history will be made next year, or this year without a doubt, and next year in college football. Also, history will be made tomorrow night with the NFL Draft. Can we play this again? Bijan Robinson. Did you know Bijan's having his own draft day party you can go to? It's if you go to uh, bijanmustardson.com. They're having a party at a place called uh, Coco's Bavarian here in town. He's not going to be there, though, right? He got invited to the draft, unless he's not going. I, oh, no, he'll show up at the draft. You go to that there. website, BijanMustardson.com. But Bijan was on the, the show NFL Live yesterday, and here's he got in a conversation with Dan Orlovsky, who's a uh, former quarterback mm-hmm. and uh, works on that show. Here was a conversation he had with the uh, our man, uh, our man Bijan Robinson. You cannot answer Patrick Mahomes in this, okay? If you yes. could pick any quarterback in the NFL to line up with and go play with, who would it be? Uh, shoot, there's a lot of great quarterbacks. You got to pick one, uh, and you can't say Patrick. <laughs> Jalen Hurts. Oh, Jalen Hurts. How's that feel, Ty? Not good. But <laughs> it's not good. He'll, he'll like playing with Dak. It's okay. Oh, how's that going to happen? I don't know. I hope it does, though. Not looking real likely, though, at this point. I believe this. If if Atlanta doesn't snag him at eight, I think he'll go to ten. 
I think he'll be 10. And our Detroit Lions fans are all eager to get him at 6 and then get a good defensive player at 18. Maybe. Am I being unreasonable in saying if he does go to Philadelphia, I can't, I can't be a fan of his anymore? You can be a fan of his. No, you can buy a jersey. Fly, you Eagles, fly. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> no, five, baby. Not a chance. That's ever going to happen. Come on now. By the way, speaking of ESPN, they're on. They have you could be sh- Hoofy's buddy now. They're on the show this morning. Right now that it's on, I don't even know what it's called. NFL this morning. Where, Is that the guy yeah. where the guy wears makeup, eye stuff? No. It's not that dude. Uh, they, were having a, they were having a debate of whether the, the uh, Texans should shop the number two pick overall to the Baltimore Ravens for Lamar Jackson. If they haven't, I would shop the 12 pick for sure for Lamar Jackson and then keep the two and take the best defensive player. But obviously, they would have to come to a contractual agreement with Lamar Jackson as well. But I think that all gets played out this weekend. I really do. I yep. think uh, we know the Aaron Rodgers story is settled. And as we told you earlier, your quarterback in Dallas tied, Dak Prescott, is now the most tenured quarterback. Starting quarterback in the National Football League. No team has been with his team starting more for more years in a row now than Dak. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had held that mantle in Green Bay, but that now belongs to your guy. Slow and steady wins the race. Does it really, though? For How's years and years and years. How, <laughs> how slow is it? It's, it's moving pretty slow my entire <laughs> life at this point. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, Detroit, where careers go to. Ty, what do you have for us, my friend? Um, just a story I saw on... Uh, put out by Barstool Sports. Um, there's a Mets fan out there that they found that's on a quest to attend 10,000 baseball games. So if you put that in perspective, Cal Ripken, who seemed like he played forever, played in 3,000. 10,000. He's at just under 9,500 going into this year. Just how much money do you think that has costed and how many years? Oh, man. You got to save for it, though, right? He goes to 10,000 games. Oh, yeah. And he includes spring training, does all the spring, spring training stuff. All Mets games, though? No. Just games. I think it's a majority of Mets games. He's spending most of his time over at Yankee Stadium. I'll have to add that up during the timeout. Ty, how's your bullpen feeling in Texas with the Rangers? It's all right. It's a long season. <laughs> they coughed up back to back games against the Reds. Six run eighth inning last night for your Texas man. Rangers. My man Luis Garcia with the Astros was looking good last night against those Tampa Rays. Suddenly finally beat them in Tampa. We'll get you all the details on that coming up in our headlines. Also, how about Kevin Durant and Devin Booker combining for 78 points last night in a closeout win over the Clippers? That's all coming here on B&E.